Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Ed, we're going to look at uh, Nightfall, Chapter 11 from Batman, The Breaking of the Batman. I'm not going to use the word classic or anything like that, but uh, a big issue nonetheless. Before we do, let's check out Red Room. Hi, man. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit in Red Room, the Anti-Social Network book collection. Hit the stands, uh, hit the bookshops uh, November uh, 10th. Uh, if you see it, scoop it up, man, because it's going quick. And uh, Amazon bought a whole bunch of them. So if you see it at the comic shop, get it because you can't take for granted that it's going to be there tomorrow. Uh, 70 extra pages, 70 plus extra pages beyond what you see in the uh, actual uh, issues. Speaking of issues, Red Room Trigger Warnings number one, hitting the stands in December. Get that put on your pull list at your local comic shop. Uh, you could also order the, the material. Jimmy did a variant for Trigger Warnings issue number one in uh, Robert Crumb fashion. Hmm. That's fantastic, Jimmy, man. That really turned out. This was a fun one to do. It's uh, it's great to put Robert Crumb into the Red Room universe. That's goddamn right, man. Like, <laughs> and, uh, man, he fits. It fits like a glove. Yeah. <laughs> a clipping glove. I just noticed that rat. Or is that a cat? It's a rat. It's a rat. That's a, that's a classic uh, technique for, for making somebody uncomfortable. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have thought of it. <laughs> All those links in my link tree in the description below this video. Jimmy, what do you have? Patreon.com slash Jim Rugg, where you can download out-of-print zines and mini-comics. My most recent upload is the BW zine, a celebration of the 1980s black and white explosion comics. Man, when I started getting into these, I was just blown away by them. So this is kind of like showing off some of the stuff that I found and some of the stuff that made me love them, from logos to mashing up artwork, uh, text pages, advertisements. This one, uh, you know, from the Doctor Peculiar comic, one of uh, one of the Dan Clow's favorites, but a very interesting uh, piece nonetheless. John Jacobs writing about what he sees in comics. Um, lots of advertisements. You can download that one, like I say, as soon as you join my Patreon. You can also see a lot of my original art, scripts, sketches, a lot of the process stuff of how I make the comics I make, like Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, The Plain Janes, Octobriana, and more, is what you'll find at Patreon.com/slash/JimRug. So, Jimmy, we did the uh, Death of Superman comic. I actually revisited that, and that's something that we should tag at the end of this one. Sure. Because that's a classic cartoonist kayfabe episode. <laughs> I, for, I forgot some of the stuff that uh, went back and forth in the conversation, and it cracked me up. Yes. Good episode. Uh, this, is the, uh, this is in that same vein, right? This is... Uh, Man, this this is like the WWF WCW wars of uh, crash television or something. Like, <laughs> how do we sell books? You sold four million su Death of Supermans. Let's have uh, a bigger storyline with Batman. You can see this is part eleven of twenty some parts for for Nightfall, and uh, we're gonna break Batman's back. Have a new Batman because he's going to be uh, out of commission after Bane gets hold of him. Break, Bane looks cool. Break his back, make him humble. As the uh, great Iron yes, Sheik uh, exactly. would say, fantastic Kelly Jones work here. Uh, Jim Apero on the inside. This this is a keep this image in mind when you see the the sort of climactic image. Uh, we need to look at more Kelly Jones Batman's. Oh no, uh, doubt. this cover. Yeah, I do enjoy this quite a bit. This you know th this when did this come out, man? Like uh, 92, 93? 93. Um, as a child. 11 years old, 12 years old, I recognized the abuse that uh, DC Comics was putting me through because they were trying to get me to buy Robin comics. I was going to say they killed Robin a couple years before this. Jimmy, I uh, reliably, you could get Batman comics on any spinner rack 
uh, throughout the 80s and, and 90s, and month after month, I was I was considering like bringing the box in here and just plopping yes. them down. I started reading uh, Batman comics in the middle of year one. My parents just would buy that shit for me because like you buy kids comics, like that was a thing that would be done. And then just I kept reading it. You know, I taught myself to read. Like the first things I ever read were comic books, and, and Batman was a constant in my life. Month after month after month after month after month until this bullshit started happening. And uh, you, you want me to now go read a bunch of other stuff that, first off, I can't even find because I don't know comic shops even exist. There ain't no Catwoman comics on the rack, you know? Uh, so now I can't get the full story or whatever. This jacked me out, dude, of The Matrix, man. I was done. Probably did you a favor. That's goddamn right. <laughs> you know, ultimately, you know, push you, push you towards something else. But, I mean... I guess this was a hit. It certainly drove some of their, their wizard coverage kind of stuff, you know, when this is coming out. I remember us reading a Dennis O'Neill interview, uh, the editor of these Batman books, talking about this big storyline and how it was in the works for a long time. You know what? This is, this is funny stuff, man, and there's some illumination here. Like, uh, you see Dick Giordano, anchor, right? Mm -hmm. He's a staff guy at DC. And what this reminds me of is, uh, you see it with, like, the Marvel stuff, like, uh, in, I think... That Marvel movie, like the one with the little girl Wolverine, I think there's like some some comic book st stuff in the movie where they're showing mm -hmm. off pages, and it's Joe Casada and I think Dan Panosian drawing that stuff, and Joe Casada, staff dude at Marvel, right? So you get paid so much more doing something for like a movie or something, I was right? Say, this is a nice royalty check for these guys. Super nice royalty check. <laughs> and Dick to your daughter's like, you know what, man? I'm gonna. Put me in there. I'm going to tag me in. Team. Yeah, like um, let me let me twist my brush a little bit, man. Let me get some new Pelican ink. That's funny. I'll, I'll ink this one, you know, because you know it's going to generate crazy royalties. You're going to buy your summer home with this. So Jim Aparo, Aparo, kind of a classic uh, comic book artist, right? And you know my my Batman artist. I like I like his fit for this. You know, like, there's something great about seeing how this looks like an old Batman comic. It's like a chick track. To, you know, like, he's he's that guy. Like, it's not, it's not, uh, he's not going to dazzle you. And the Batman uniform under, like, the smoker playboy jacket. <laughs> Good choice. Good choice, Jim. So, dude, there's there's wrestling language that we can talk, like, there's wrestling stuff in this, man. It's a squash match. But But here's the deal, because Batman is an icon. And so it's that classic thing where you have to create plausible deniability to get that the to get Bane over. Mm -hmm. You have to have uh, an impediment on your guy. Like if it was a wrestling match, Bret Hart's Achilles is is injured. Yes. So so like that that's you the fans have to have a reason why he got beat. It can't be that a guy just simply fully overpowered him while Batman was on a good day. So like I, I read Nightfall afterward. I, I bought a trade paperback for $3, man, uh, because there were so many of them. and it was, Those things sold. Yeah. <laughs> that collection, man. DC made some money off so, that collection. So the way the story works, and this is my recall because I read it once, you know, is uh, every issue of those previous 10 parts, Bane lets Arkham Asylum free. So, yes. so as Batman like put all these guys in there, guess what? They're all free again, like they always are. So now there's the issue where he has to fight Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And there's an issue where he has to fight Two-Face. And there's an issue where he has to fight Firefly. But he's got a cold. So now he's sick. And he's stretching himself. And he's getting exhausted. So, like, all of that, that all of the ten parts is him sick, stretching himself to pure exhaustion. Because 
we can't let our icon lose fairly. Yes. You, you can't put him over in the middle of the ring. Right. Please. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> you know what, man? They do a really good job uh, of Pero and Giordano making him look like he's through the ringer. Like, he looks like he's had enough already before this match even starts. Five O'Clock Shadow <laughs> is comic book language for distressed, exhausted, not taking care of yourself. And Bane could not look more like a pro wrestler. No, that's you know, true. You, you could not create a uh, design a character that looks more like it. I absolutely love this page. Oh, this yeah, is my favorite so cool page. formal stuff. Yes, amazing. Like, you know, you can read that top half as three panels, but as you pull back and look, it's incredible, and it's great because, like, it allows this dialogue to all flow clearly in the direction, you know, like, as a reader, you're not at all confused as to which word balloons to read, but it also lets you give, like, a big-ass shot of Bane where it's like, it could be a splash page, except you've got a lot of story going on. Yeah. Love it. That's yeah. really cool, and I'm sure it's not the only time that's been done, but I don't see that very often. Not at all, and and I do like, I do wonder if that was a, a Pero decision. I do wonder if if Giordano saw a weird big panel like that and it just didn't flow right. Like if that had to be editorial, uh, but because and I say that just because Jim Apero doesn't stretch himself that like that a lot. You don't see that a lot. Uh, but that is a really cool page. I like how his like his back is hairy and shoulders. You know the parts I mean, that aren't always hairy is I mean, hairy here, yeah, and it he's makes him look fuzzy. Yeah. Makes him look uh, uh, tough isn't exactly the right word, but but scary. <laughs> and he's talking about how he'd kill for anything. Just, just likes to kill stuff. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's such a '90s kind of villain too. He's he's very two dimensional, at least in this in this particular issue. And why not? I mean, we're here to see uh, to see the big showdown with Batman and. He's going to do it, man, you know, one more time. But this time is different, Ed. Yeah, it's got them right. As Doug Mensch tells us, this time is doomed. And then he's going in and out of fogs and stuff, like, as he's getting pummeled. And every villain... So, so like, this would... Once again, and, and we talked this kind of smack on, on that uh, Death of Superman thing, where they're showing us, like, these, like, weird guys that, like, nobody cares about. We just want to see the fight. We don't care about this weird corporation. So don't show us... You know, the penguin, you show us this guy. Don't show us the Joker. Like, you show us this, like, kink villain. That well, you, I, gotta, I, you gotta build it up. You gotta, <laughs> gotta show us everybody he fought through in this, in this tournament to get to the championship match here. Yeah, and then I'm like, who's this guy? Like, is that Fitzroy? Is that Trevor Fitzroy making an intercompany uh, crossover? I can't name any of these characters in the flashbacks of this spread. Know. I can't name one of them. I kind of like how this dude looks, but I can't tell you what his name is. Yeah, it's weird for a Batman. Like, like if that was in martial law or something, like right, I would exactly. be very curious about the with a barbed wire ponytail. Yeah, I would accept Brat Pack. He could, he could be an appearance in Brat Pack. There are some books he might fit in, but this isn't it. And then we finally see the Riddler. I do know the Riddler. And man, is he jacked. Yeah, that's got to right. <laughs> this is Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger cast to be the Riddler instead of uh, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Freeze. Yeah, there ain't no Jim Carrey. Some, you know, it is a squash match too. He's stomping him. He beats the shit out of Batman. That's the other thing too. Like, like uh, one could isolate this, and if they don't know the issue, could assume that that's the backbreaker. And then there will be one other back potential back backbreaker panel before the the final backbreaker. And Mensch is earning his page his royalty check too with these captions. Too much punishment, overwhelming odds, passing blood for weeks. Wow. <laughs> How do you make sense of that when you're eight, Ed? When <laughs> yeah. you read that panel, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a funny funny business. No selling a punch, 
and looking and he looks so in the weak. face. He looks so weak delivering that punch. Yeah, man. <laughs> Even the bat signal is kind of watered down in like a bullet hole or something in the middle of the uh, in, in the middle of the spotlight. I guess shining that up. Flashback to Bruce Wayne just looking anguished in bed. And hey, another uh, another character we recognize. A mad looking Joker. <laughs> Oh, man, I got a, such bad jokes for that, but I can just never say it. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I, I, I just don't know. It's a very different experience than the Superman, the Death of Superman issue for me. Yeah. And maybe it's because there are so many more panels, so it takes a little bit longer to read, but boy, do they pour it on. Th Purple prose. Could isolate this and think that that's the back break. Oh, it would have been great if the penny broke his back. Yeah. That would have been fantastic. Yeah, it would have. Opportunity lost. Use that, that penny like the uh, the still chair, or the still steps. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, I know that that's Zazz. Yeah. I do know that one. And I know Firefly, not from any comic, but from the uh, Nintendo game. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked him out in a million years. I like this slamming him headfirst into the car. <laughs> That's a pretty rough, uh, rough move. It's a shame that one was a long shot. Maybe it was too brutal to show in close up. I, I would love if that's Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Does this comic have the com comics code approved? <laughs> a man being passing nearly blood. beaten to death. Passing, passing, passing for blood. <laughs> uh, gets crashed into the Robin. You know his his weird Robin tribute there. Yeah, that's not creepy or anything, Batman. <laughs> Dude, see, this is what I was talking about in our this Klaus Janssen, yes. in our Klaus Janssen uh, shoot interview, and I was like, dude, I forgot, because he said that, he, you know, we were naming stuff like, yo, man, I know you got paid from Dark Knight Returns still to this day, and he's like, people don't think about uh, Nightfall still pays me like a motherfucker, and then I'm like, that's right, you draw a badass Two-Face, man. Yeah, this is this is on my list to track down because I love this ad so much. I've seen this it's, in a couple of things we've looked at, and it's phenomenal. It's the best issue of of any of this nonsense. Like yeah, like whenever Klaus Dan Jansen showed up, I think he did two mm -hmm. issues of uh, Showcase Nightfall Seven stuff. and Eight. Yeah, uh, and and he's the only one. It's Doug mentioned Klaus Jansen or all that's listed here. It makes me wonder, like, is he penciling, inking, and coloring? Like, I have to see these issues and see because that is really hardcore looking. Yeah, man, that. That two face looks nightmarish. Yeah, it's 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 badass. Alfred goes to get uh, Tim Drake, who's Robin at the time. Robin three, Robin I I I. <laughs> and look, Superman's back from the dead. Four of them. How did that shake? And they out? all look boring. How did that shake <laughs> out, man? <laughs> yeah, not so good. Yeah, like this should be the coolest thing ever, right? You'd hope so. Doesn't doesn't always work that way. Batman throwing his last attempt at punches and just getting blocked. He looks so inept to, like, well done on the facial expression to show a guy who's, it's almost too much. <laughs> like, like it's he might melodrama. be hamming it up a little bit, but uh, it definitely sells he's, sells the point. He's uh, he's Kurt Henning selling. I like this effect, too, with the starburst behind him. That This particular starburst, I see Kim Deitch so much. Yes, yeah, exactly. It feels so much like a Kim Deitch drawing. <laughs> it's a color, too. That's it does. It, it, it does, but, uh, but I like it. I like that panel a lot. Even with the swock looking kind of violent there, it all it all lines up good. Batman looks just done. <laughs> Beg for mercy. Scream my name. Yeah, approved. Sounds so Comic, Comics code approved. And uh, he could kill him, but death would, would only end his agony and silence his shame. So instead, he will simply break you. And make you humble. Now, let's look at the front cover. You see that severe... 
That's a broken back right there, my friend. Arch that back. This one. This is safe. Red, Jim Cornette would exactly. call this safe. Yeah, wrestling salesmanship. <laughs> I love that this is totally a wrestling move, though, the backbreaker. I used to watch that move when I was a kid, and it just looked like that should be the most devastating move on earth. And I think there's room to even uh, make that move look more dangerous. You see the guys who do it super well, who could do the, the you know, just the guys who probably practice yoga and stuff that could, like, bend that. Yeah. They do that DDP yoga. Um, these panels are always going to be sort of a letdown, right? Like, what can you do? And the cover does look better than this. So it's like the one-two punch of like, one, it's hard to make a, an impact. And then two, you're having the same pose on the cover. Well, it's just like, you, you know, if you see that cover and you see how it sells that you have to go, this head has to touch the ass when you bend that back. Like you have to go harder. Yeah. Give us even like some spine almost poking through the front, like something to really showcase <laughs> that he's... He's not getting up after this. You know, like I said and before. that cracked. You're not getting much help from the letter there. Like no, that, that should weak. be really selling the pain. The pain, the snapping, everything. So kind of disappointing. Um, Bane looks good throughout the issue, I think. Yeah. And and the other thing with this, too, is like. Have him twitching. A couple of motion lines showing the twitch, the convulsing. Just twisted. Twisted, twisted a whole bunch, man. Like, uh, you know, when we were kids. Uh, and I was catching a bus to go hang out with you guys on a new comic day. I saw I saw a guy get hit on a motorcycle, and uh, he should Batman should be laying like that guy I saw that got hit on the motorcycle. Yeah, Jim Aparo. You don't have any of those pics in your in your morgue file? <laughs> Twisted around. <laughs> guys broken on the side of the road. <laughs> you know that just looks like uncomfortable. Yeah, you know what the big takeaway for me is? This is I, I think this is slightly marginally better than the Death of Superman for me, probably because it's not it doesn't have the gimmick of like full page splashes or whatever. Probably helps it some, but so clearly is this that fragment of a story? Yeah. Like there is nothing in here story wise. It is simply Batman squash match for, yeah. for twenty two pages. Lots of the captions that emphasize just how much he's getting squashed and nothing. You know, like. No satisfaction at all, I guess, in a 20-part story that's going to happen. But, man, whenever we criticize, like, you stop reading Batman, no wonder. you got to buy 20 of these things to get the whole story. Yeah, and, and they before this, they would be just completely, you know, satisfying little... I, I used to think of them as, like, half-hour TV shows. You know, like, like it, would, it would fill that amount of time for me, and it would give me a good beginning, middle, and ending. Even if there's a part two, you, at least you're... you're, you're episode that you're getting is substantial and has some stakes and, and you're you're advancing things uh, a little bit um when it got to this era like they were they were making me chase love and rockets comics and stuff like that i mean this was exactly the era where i was getting my very first complete crumb comics buying my first love and rockets comics and this is like when i was doing that uh those like kind of intramurals art programs where we were making comics like in the art school at center for the arts and my teacher was like i told him uh i don't read monthly comics i'm done reading monthly comics i'm tired of it and he goes well what else is there he right. said man you know i wonder if the dc executives were saying that too like of course people will come back to it why wouldn't they what else is there unbelievable yeah it's a and, different and, world and now. then what do they do like they they put a guy in the back costume that they say that they know that nobody will like. And then they have him there for like a year or two or something. That's a lot of my frustration in reading this because on its own, it's hard to tell anything from this issue. Yeah. You know, 
seriously, like, I don't know how you react to this issue as it being good or bad. It's not a particularly great fight scene. Go look at the Miracle Man issue where they destroy the world. Right. Um, you know, like, we've seen spectacular fight scenes. We can point to some, and this isn't it. But the other part is just, like, who comes back to this? You know, like, did anybody come out of this going, I'm doubling down on my Batman fandom. I love Batman. I can't wait to see the rematch. Uh, you know, we've got 20 more issues or something to go before that happens. But, like... Just even from DC's standpoint, I, I can't understand, like, as you're reading these issues, do you think people are really, you're bringing in some new Batman fans? Because it doesn't feel like there's anything here to grab onto and say, I want to see more of that. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't think, I just don't think that that's the concern, you know, and it's... The concerns here are the concerns that exist right now, and it's all stunt casting. It's hot you know? shotting. It's just hot shotting. Like, either this is hot shotting events. So this is how they were able to abuse the readership back in that day. You know, have get get real proper news coverage in in outside media that we're going to kill Superman or whatever. You sell millions of those things. Let's let's do another version of that. Uh, you get a little bit of diminishing returns. Maybe you only sell three million of these or whatever uh, shakes out. Uh, then you know, in later years, uh, you get people who are outside of comics culture, movie people, Joss Whedon, whoever the fuck. You know, you stunt cast creative teams, and and that's how how you hot shot it and stuff. Uh, you know, nowadays. They have their own. They have other ways of of hot shotting things, that just uh, gets the slightest little blip of sales. Like like uh, show Bruce Wayne's dick. There you go, man. <laughs> Get the slightest bit blip of attention because the editors, man, they just want to keep that health insurance. Like it's not about the good of the medium, or it's not about advancing the medium. It's about keeping my job. So I need to like show a good fourth quarter right. or whatever for my books and stuff. Uh, I mean, that's what corporate comics are. Sure. It's nonsense. Well, I can tell you my takeaways from this. One, I need to see that Klaus Janssen Two-Face yeah. comic. Yes. And two, I want to look at some more Kelly Jones Batman comics after after looking at this cover. So you th know, those are my takeaways from uh, you know Nightfall Chapter 11. We don't have to just relegate that Kelly Jones to uh, to Batman. That's because true. I have this Alien comic, man. That, Me too. That I ha have been <laughs> sitting on for uh, two years into us there having you this go. channel. Maybe I just want to see more Kelly Jones art after looking at this comic. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? Join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug, where you can download out-of-print zines and mini-comics. You can see a lot of my original art and how I make comics like Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, Plain Jane's, Octobriana, and more at Patreon.com slash JimRug. Red Room, the anti-social network, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics. And uh, November 10th, the trade paperback book collection came out for the first season of Red Room Comics. Guess what, Jimmy? We're going to start the, the second season. Uh, Red Room Trigger Warnings begins in December. Thank you very much for your uh, Zap Comics variant cover for that issue. And uh, you could order, pre-order these links in my link tree in the description below this video. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Hi, right, Jimmy. Given those merchandise, we're going to be on our way. Read more comics.